Thank you, choir. Thank you, Randy. Pastor Allen is not feeling well and uh, like so many has been afflicted with that and we just pray God's grace on him as he heals and, and gets better. Will the road you are on lead to my place? A God billboard in Austin, Texas as we were coming back home this week from a hearing there. A billboard arrested my attention, one of those God billboards. Will the road you are on lead to my place? It has to do with our direction and our destination. How would you answer that question? Is the way you are walking, for instance, is the trajectory that you are taking drawing you closer to God or farther away from God? Our answer to that question really matters. I think of that um, tombstone that one man read as he walked through the cemetery. It said, remember friend as you pass by, as you are now so once was I, as I am now soon you may be. Prepare for death and follow me. And the man put a little poster board beside it and said, To follow you, I'm not content until I know which way you went. I'm not just following anybody. I want to follow somebody who knows where they're going. Isn't sort of alarming to see those bumper stickers that say, don't follow me, I'm lost. Well, you don't want to follow the lost people. Jesus was about to go away. Time was short. And his words were judicious. Jesus made... In one sentence, three of the most audacious claims ever made by any person on this earth. And I thought we ought to take a look at those over the next three weeks and answer the question, what are we going to do about him? Would you open your Bibles with me to John chapter 14, a familiar passage, verses 1 through 6, and we'll focus on verse 6 over these weeks as we worship together. Would you stand with me in reverence for our God and His Word? John chapter 14, verse 1, Jesus has washed His disciples' feet, He has told them to love one another. Uh, Peter wants to know where he's going, and Jesus says, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. And then, after telling Peter that he will deny him three times, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. And you know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts 
to be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Jesus was fully human, but Jesus was not like any human you know in this sense. Jesus knew who he was. He never had an identity crisis. He knew who he was. He knew why he was here. He knew where he was going. And he knew how to get there. How many people do you know like that? That you can say about them, they know exactly who they are. They're so comfortable in their own skin. They know why they're here. They know where they're going. And they know how to get there. This is a remarkable truth about Jesus Christ that he knew where he was going and he invited other people to come with him. In fact, he invited at least 12 disciples. There were many more, but at least 12 apostles to come with him and he sent them out and they walked with him and oh, the things they saw. Oh, the places they went. Oh, the words they heard for those three years. And as those three years were coming to a conclusion, Jesus says, don't worry. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And he tries to explain to them. And he says, you know where I'm going. You know how to get there. And Thomas, the materialist, the literalist, doubting Thomas said, I doubt it. I doubt that we know where you're going. And I doubt we know how to get there. And what if we find ourselves on the wrong road? Jesus, we need a map. We need more instructions than you're giving to us. And Jesus says to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If anybody else said that, we would lock them up as a lunatic. You're the only way. Oh, I get it. You're the only truth. You mean you're the only life. We would not tolerate anybody else making a claim like that. We would say, you know, you've got a Messiah complex. But for Jesus, the whole Messiah thing wasn't a complex. It was who he was. He knew to the core that he was the only way of salvation. And he invited his disciples to come with him. And if I believed that there were any other way of salvation except the high and holy name of Jesus Christ who was crucified and rose again on the third day, believe me when I say, I would be doing something else this morning. But because I believe he was the only way, That he is the only way. I can't do anything else. Do you know what I mean? To know that he is the right direction for life. That if you will make Jesus your direction. If you will walk in his way and make Jesus your direction. And let him be your director. You will find yourself at the end at the right destination but if you don't make Jesus your direction you will never find the father there are two ways in life I know there's some who say there are many ways but there are just really two ways the way that walks with God and the way that walks against him you see it in Psalm 1 for instance you hear it in Joshua as he says to the people you choose today which way you're going to go But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You hear it echo from um, 
Mount Carmel, as Elijah said to the people, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether Baal and the gods of the Canaanites or the one true God, but you have to choose. And it is true that we could go our own way. But let me tell you about going our own way. It will not get us where we need to go. We we can go our own way. And Thomas is uh, perplexed. He's a literalist. He's a materialist. He wants evidence. He, He says, how do we know which way? And Jesus says, I am the way. Thus, eliminating our excuse for ignorance. Some people go the wrong way because of ignorance. That is, they just don't know. I think the rich young ruler was a bit like that. When he came to Jesus, he said, I want eternal life. Jesus said, you know the commandments. He said, I've been there, done that. I have the t-shirt. I have kept all the commandments. Now what? Jesus said, sell everything you got, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. And the man went away sad because he mistakenly thought that what he had apart from Christ was better than what Christ was offering to him. And you and I know people like that who at the end of the day think, you know, I would follow him, but what I've got is better. And I don't, what I would have to give up to follow Jesus is not worth what I would gain in following him. That is, a, that is a tragic mistake, but many, many people make that mistake. They misunderstand and out of ignorance. I think this is the story of Roy Regals, that player for UCLA back in the, the Cotton Bowl on, on New Year's Day of 1929 when He picked up a fumble and ran 65 yards in the wrong direction. The only thing that kept him from scoring for the other team was that one of his teammates tackled him. That would be an embarrassing thing for the rest of your life to be known as wrong way regals. Wrong way regals. But what you really don't want is to spend eternity being wrong way fill in the blank with your name because you refused to choose Jesus Christ. There is also the way of indifference. There are those who simply don't care, who are just not really worried about it. Jesus talked about them when he said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, he said, enter through the narrow gate. Why? Because wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many people find it. If you just say, you know, I don't really care where I'm going, but I'll just get in with the crowd and I'll go where they go. Jesus said, beware of that because most people are not going the right direction. I mean, we can be indifferent to to Jesus Christ, but not without cost. I think of Alice in Lewis Carroll's wonderful tale when she says to uh, the Cheshire cat, would you tell me please which way to go? And he says, well, that depends on where you're trying to get to. And she said, I really don't care where I get to. And he said, then it really doesn't matter which way you go. And there are those who are indifferent, who would just say, it doesn't matter. I think of the grandfather who was talking to his grandson, Kevin, four years old. And and, uh, he was taking Kevin to get donuts one morning. And he thought it was a spiritual moment between him and his grandson. And he said, Kevin, which way is heaven? And Kevin pointed straight up in the pickup truck. And he said, and which way is the other place? And Kevin pointed straight down. And he said, now, Kevin, where are you going? And Kevin said, Shipley's. I'm going to Shipley's. Well, it's possible to spend your life eating donuts. But to be indifferent to Christ is to reject Christ. Not to choose is to choose. There is also the way of insolence. It is the way 
of Judas Iscariot, who has already left the scene by the time Jesus speaks these words. Chapter 13 tells us, Jesus said to him, what you do, do quickly. He has decided, he holds in his hand not only the truth about whether or not Jesus is going to die, but he holds in his own decision whether or not his life will be destroyed. And he made the wrong choice. And it was the way of insolence. It was the way of rejection. Judas just went his way. But his way did not get him where he wanted to go. And he ended up feeling miserable about the decision he had made. In every generation, I suppose, there's been a song that expressed this. Was it Sinatra and then later Elvis Presley who sang, I did it my way, I did it my way. It's possible. There was a song, I think, a rock song when I was growing up. You can go your own way. You can go your own way. And now the, the young people have this uh, little YouTube thing with Bon Quiqui, King Burger, who says, um, you can have it your way, but don't go crazy. Well, I'll tell you what's crazy. Thinking you can have it your way and still go God's way. There is a way, Proverbs 14, verse 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a person, but the end of that way is death. It leads to destruction. It's why C.S. Lewis said there are really only two kinds of people, those who say to God, your will be done, and those to whom God says, okay then, have it your way. And what you don't want, Romans chapter 1, is for God to let you go your own way. Much better than to choose His way. Because if we walk in Jesus' way, we will find the Father. This is good news. If we walk in His way, we will find the Father. Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through Me. But if you're trying to find the Father, and Philip says, just show us the Father. And Jesus says, if you've been with Me so long, if you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. In fact, to be a follower of Jesus Christ... We have to trust that He really is God in the flesh. It's why He says in verse 1, You believe in God, believe also in Me. We live in a world that says as long as you believe in some God, just believe in God, people will say to me, you know, my friend's a good person, he believes in God. And James says in James chapter 2, the demons in hell believe in God. And they shudder at the thought. But they don't have a relationship with Him. They don't know Him. They're never going to find the Father, but they believe in God. That's why Jesus said it's not enough to believe in God. You have to believe in Me. Because by believing in Me, you will find life. Robert Weber tells about being on an airplane. And he's flying and uh, he's reading a Christian book. And there's a gentleman on the plane from another culture, Eastern Hemisphere, who says to him, I perceive you're a religious man. And he said, I am a religious man. Are you religious? He said, I'm very religious too. He said, well, could you capsulize your religion for me in just a word? And the man from the east said, well, here it is. We're all part of the problem. And we're all part of the solution. And they talked about that for a while. And he said to Robert, can you capsulize Christianity for me in a sentence? He said, well, we agree with you on the first part. We're all part of the problem. And only one person is the solution, and His name is Jesus Christ. This is what we must believe in order to find the Father. There is no other way. We must believe in Him, and then we must follow Him. And so in the book of Acts, what we discover is that the Christians are not really called Christians at first, and they're not called Christians very often, but what they're called again and again is the people of the what? The people of the way. 
So Paul was persecuting, Acts chapter 9, verse 2, the people of the way. In Ephesians, there rose a disturbance in the synagogue because of the way. Everybody was up in arms about the way. Can I just say to you, if it had only been a way, there wouldn't have been any problem. It could have solved a lot of things if Jesus would have just said, I'm one of the ways. But he never said that. Not one place in Scripture does Jesus say, I am a way. A friend of mine who's gone on to be with glory was in one of his uh, denominations conferences one day when a person took the microphone and stood up and said, I think we could solve a lot of problems in this world if we would just start teaching that Jesus is a way and stop teaching that he is the way. And a brother from Pakistan who had experienced enormous persecution for his faith stood up to one of the microphones and said, before we make that decision, could we call my friends in Pakistan who are giving their lives because they believe Jesus is the way? It's important for us to understand. Nobody gets to heaven. It's not compassionate or gracious. You say, we just ought to be less exclusive. Let's be as exclusive as the words of Jesus. Let's be as narrow as the Scriptures. Let's be as broad as God's great love for all people. Let's be witnesses choir to the end of the earth as this choir is preparing to go to to Brazil on a mission trip. Let's be witnesses to the ends of the earth. But believe me when I say the ends of the earth will not find God apart from Jesus Christ. Heraclitus said, the way down is the way up. And the way God got down to us was in Jesus Christ. And the only way we're going to get up to Him is the same way in Jesus Christ. The writer of Hebrews said, He has opened for us a new and living way through His blood. Jesus has given His life to open the way for us so that we would not be ignorant, we would not be indifferent, we would not be like Judas, insolent, but rather we would be those who believe and who follow and who stay in the way. And Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's good news, isn't it? The last moment of your life, he's going to be with you. That's good news. Can I ask you this question? Would you make that commitment to him? I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's made that to you. I mean, it's just part of relationship, isn't it? Isn't that what you meant when you said, I will be a follower of Jesus? Isn't that what you meant when they held you under the water and brought you back out? Weren't you saying, I'm going to walk his way and not my way. I'm going to stay with him to the very end. And I'm challenging you this morning to recognize that the one who is going to be with you at the end is the one you want to follow all the way to the finish. I've been concerned about the people in Indonesia this week with that earthquake. A friend of mine was in London talking to another friend who was in Singapore on the phone. And the friend in Singapore who was in a high rise said, they're having an earthquake somewhere and it's affecting us here. And I thought about that earthquake in Mexico City back in the 80s, that destructive earthquake that decimated that city and one man was trapped under the rubble in a bank building and when they found him he had written in the dust these words Jesus es el camino Jesus is the way at the end of his life the one truth that sustained his soul was the fact that Jesus is the way do you believe that then walk in His way. Walk in His way. Stay in the way. Jesus, the word He uses when He says, in my Father's house are many places to stay, is the same word He uses in chapter 15 when He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Stay 
in me. It's the same word. It's just the noun form of the verb. My father has many places to stay. But let me just ask you, if you don't want to stay with Jesus here, what makes us think we want to be there? Because there, if you read John chapter 14, is all about him. It's, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and where I am, there you may be also, so you can stay with me forever. Why don't we just start staying with him now, so that staying with him there is not some radical change. All the way to heaven is heaven, Dorothy Day said. Because he said, I am the way. I used to pray with a friend of mine. I thank God for the mentors in my life. Some are in this room this morning. I thank God for those who pray with me. And I think about Warren Mingledorf, who was a Nazarene pastor until he retired. And fortuitously for me, moved down the road from my little country Baptist church. And and walked in our church one morning because it was 25 miles to the Nazarene church and and only a half a mile to our church. And we started praying together. He started reading scripture and praying in our, in our worship services. And he would pray with me. And not one time did he ever pray for me that he didn't mention Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. You know what it says? When you are tempted to go to the right or to the left, he used to pray this over me. Lord, this week when the pastor is tempted to go to the right or the left, may he hear a voice behind him saying, here is the way. Walk in it. Even this week, I have heard that voice, the voice that Isaiah spoke about, the voice that that Warren prayed for, for me. Here is the way. Walk in it. And I challenge you this week to walk in His way and see where you go. Walking in His way. All the way to the finish line. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you that you're a great God and a mighty Savior. And thank you that Jesus Christ is the only hope for this world. Lord, we wonder what it would be like if everybody in this country who claimed to be a Christian actually walked in your way. How different our country would be. How different our world would be. How different missions would be. How different worship would be would be if all of us made the way our way. Lord, we want to do that right now. So help us, God, in Jesus' name, who is the way. Amen.